I'm going to tell you a story about 150 years ago, a group of Christians from America went to a small town in India. Is there an Indian here? Who, who knows anything about India? A small town. Oh, Marcus. What do you know about India, uh, Marcus? Okay. There's a small town in India. Uh, there's a small region in India called Assam. Okay. So these missionaries took the gospel there. And it is a very volatile area. People uh, were so... They're called headhunters, hunters, or they are not happy with uh, when they are not happy with people. They go and murder them. So the missionaries spread the gospel, the love of Jesus, and um, they were not welcomed. But as a result of their missionary and their work in this part, this is about 150 years ago. One man gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, and this man and his wife, as well. Gave her heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And her two young boys gave her heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he really loved the Lord, this family. And they worshipped the Lord. And as a result, in this village, a number of people came to know Jesus through this man and his family. So they came to the Lord Jesus. And that enraged the, the leader of the tribe. Or the, the chief of the tribe. So the chief of the tribe say to his archers, you know what an archer is? Someone with um, arrows. And he say, put those arrows in those two little boys. Because this man did not want to re uh, renounce his faith because the leader say, you renounce your faith in Christ and if you don't, your two little boys will die. And so the man said, I have decided to follow Jesus. And so the archers put the arrows in the little boys and they died. And so the, the leader of the, the group of the, um, of the tribe said to the man, now is the time for you to renounce. Look at your children, otherwise your wife will die. And so the man said, even if no one follows, I still will follow Jesus. And so they put an arrow in the heart of his wife, and she died in front of him. And a um, leader of the group said, of the, uh, the tribe said to the man, If you don't renounce your faith or give up Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will die as well. You know what the man says? The world is behind me, the cross. Is before me. And so they put an arrow in his heart. And he died. And when they were lying there dead. The rest of the group. Were crying. This leader. The chief of the group. Said to himself. There must be something true about these people. How could you believe and follow a man. 2000 years ago. In that city. That we don't know. Back in Jerusalem. And so the leader or the chief of the tribe gave his heart to the Lord Jesus. And because he gave his heart to the Lord Jesus as a leader, everybody in that tribe gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus. You see, 
when you make a stand for Jesus even in death, your blood, your life lives on because that's a testimony. And I'm so proud of you guys. So, so proud of you today. Uh, we're going to listen to this song. It speaks about the song that we've been singing ever since this incident happened that a tribe, a man in a tribe of Assam wrote a song and we're going to listen to it. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me.
remind all our wonderful friends here today and anyone in this church. You don't follow Jesus because of your family. That you want to make a stand for all of them. No. You follow Jesus alone. Because when you stand before God, you stand alone and tell Him the accounts of your life. When your friends mock you and despise you, remember you're following Jesus. You're not going to do anything because you love your family or because of anything you want to make right in other people's lives. It is what Jesus has done for you. You've already said you love Jesus. Therefore, in baptism, we are going to go down the water in obedience to Christ. It's not about a washing away of our sins because no one goes down the water that he hasn't repented. Everybody that goes out of water knows that I love the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I go in obedience and in submission of what Christ has done in, um, in your life and my life. I'm proud of you, Ray. I'm proud of you and your group. Um, you are an amazing person to see your life come into the life of this church. And um, at that age, you know, you ask a question. I'm not changing your age. You ask a question, why bother? And who cares? But obviously you care because Jesus loves you. And to say, so blessed to hear you're such a young man, Dinah. You know, when I look at you young people to come up here and to say you're six years of age, uh, that's how old Petra was when she was baptized. And Marcus, you are the life of the party. Marcus, that there's something that resonates from within you to the whole church. And may the Lord bless your life and all these people. Even my nephew, Justice, when Justice was a young boy back in Sydney, he gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. But during that gap, to come here in our church and to see Christ and to see the influence and the love of Jesus that is in here. Yesterday I was watching Justice uh, playing against the, uh, the Tigers, uh, the Q Cup. And I was watching him and I thought, you know, in the midst of all those boys that are swearing on the field, there's someone in there that loves Jesus. And I thought, Justice, don't get injured. Tomorrow you're going to be baptized. <laughs> and I told him, please don't tackle anyone. Just run away from the ball. <laughs> Love you, Justice. And uh, the Lord has blessed you and your life. And um, these big boys here at the front, Lofa and uh, Tao, God bless you, young men. You're part of the youth group. Uh, we are looking at future leaders you know, of the church to influence the young people in the church. So baptism is not that you, you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until I, I am mature. No, you don't have to wait to be matured. I'm going to wait until I have done something right in my life and then I'm going to be baptized. Not at all. Remember, there was a man that was traveling on the road and he was reading from the book of Isaiah. And God told Philip to go and tell him and explain to him what the scripture says. 
Straight away, the man said, I believe in Jesus. Look, there's water over there. Can you baptize me? So the horses came this way, stopped there. He baptized the eunuch or that servant straight away. So in case if you're thinking, if you're sitting there thinking, ah, I'm going to be uh, work my life until I'm good, after having received Christ some years ago, I'm going to be mature first. No, it's not about maturity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to church and, um, and, and, and see how it goes. No. When you believe in your heart and you know that this is what Jesus says, he says, go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Christ says that. But not only that Christ says that, he also was baptized. Therefore, he identified with you, with, with me, with us sinners. Therefore, this is what he did in order to fulfill all righteousness. So when you go down the water, Romans chapter 6, verse 4, 3 to 4, it says in there, when the Christian or the believer goes down the water, he is being buried with Christ in his death. But when he rises there up from that water, he rises to new life just as Christ rose from the dead. So if you're sitting out there and you haven't been baptized, there is still room for you to join this group today. So come and talk to me. Because if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, and that he is the Lord, he died to forgive our sins, you are saved indeed. Therefore, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I'm going to share a little bit from the, the word uh, because when I look at this group from a six-year-old to a seven-something, uh, I mean to um, and something, some years old, we can see here that you can come in the body of Christ at any time of your life. There is no restrictions with a, where you can come in at this point. And uh, for others, no. I'm going to read to you a story. What's our time? Sorry. Doesn't matter. Okay. This is a story from Matthew chapter 20. And it's about a parable of a workers in a vineyard. And can you listen to it, please, very carefully? For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, let's say a denarius a day in those days, let's put it in equivalence to our $100 a day because today if you work a day for a day, uh, for those who, you know, it's $100, for others it's $300 a day or something like that. So let's say $100, $100 a day. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. And again, so that time in the morning was about six o'clock in the morning. This is Jewish time. And again, he went about the sixth hour, that's nine o'clock. And the ninth hour, that's twelve o'clock. And did likewise about the eleventh. I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm mixed, that's the um, the ninth hour is uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, and about the eleventh hour, this is about five o'clock, because in Jewish time from six to six. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and he said to them, 
Why have you been standing here all um, idle all day? And they say to him, uh, because no one hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. Remember, there were guys that came at 6 o'clock in the morning, at 9 o'clock in the morning, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, at 3 o'clock, one hour to go before work finishes. The owner is back there in the marketplace and asking. So when the evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Now you call the laborers, call those guys that came and worked for us, and give them their wages, beginning with the last. Beginning with the last. And go to the first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, about 5 o'clock, almost one hour before finish time, they came, you know what they received? Did you know how much they received? A denarius a day. Let's say $100 a day. So they received, those people that worked for one hour, they received $100 a day. But when the first came, the people that came first, they supposed that they would receive more. And they likewise receive each a denarius a day. So those that worked for only one hour received a denarius. And those that came early in the morning received a denarius. It's the same pay for anyone that worked for this landowner that day. And then when they had received their lot, they complained. They complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But the landowner or the landlord answered one of them and said, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius a day? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own thing? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Baptism is not a sign of maturity that you have to wait forever. But let me just share with this. Early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, the owner went out to the marketplace, find workers. Okay? He agreed with them, they agreed with him, that you're going to work for me for, let's say, $100 a day. Verse 1 and 2. Verse 3 and 4. But um, something amazing happened to this landowner. At 9 o'clock, he was there at the market. Looking for some more workers. Perhaps he had a lot of work to do. Or that he feels for these people because the unemployment rate has gone up in our country. So again, at 12 o'clock, he was there at the marketplace. At 3 o'clock, he was there. One hour to go, he was back there at the market. Now it's pay time. The guys that came late complained. But the owner said to them, do not begrudge my generosity. Don't begrudge my generosity. I gave you as we agreed. So you got what you deserve. 
Now, what is the theme or the message of this story? If we go back to chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, a rich young man came to Jesus. How can I get eternal life? He said to Jesus. Go and sell all your things and give them to the poor. Jesus said to this young man. That was the last time they saw this young man. And so the disciples complained. But if we look at this story, compared to that rich young man, wherever or whenever you come into the family of God, you are part of the family of God. It's not that you came many years ago as a Christian, you are better than the person that has just come here yesterday to church. Everyone that comes into the family of God receives the same reward that is eternal life. The other person is not going to get more than you. We all receive, whether you came to church, whether you came to Christ 15 years ago, or whether you came to Christ yesterday, you and that guy receive the same reward. Why? Because when we look at the story of the rich young man that came to Jesus, that's a business deal. When we look at those who come to Christ, it's a relationship deal with Christ. It's a personal relationship with Christ. So we don't base the relationship, personal relationship with Christ with the business deal that is only based on money and things like that. That's why they were happy. And that's why I know we need a church. And I know if someone comes with a lot of money and says, here's some money, I'll give you a church. But here's the thing. We all jump at that conclusion, at that idea and say, we need money. But there are people who do things in order to have their name recorded in that thing. Christ says to us, when you come to Christ, you have come into the family of God. So it doesn't really matter what time you come to him, whether it's in the morning, in the afternoon, or the evening. Because a relationship with God is not based on a business deal. It is based on your walk with Jesus Christ. And all you young people today, and Ray, it is our prayer because right now in Australia, they are trying their very best to get rid of Christian education. And I know some of you don't go to Christian education. And they are trying very hard to get rid of the Bible and Christianity. Now, if the Bible or Christianity is being taken out of our Christian schools, now that is left to the church to teach our young people. But one day, they're trying to get rid of Christianity inside the church. And that leaves the family at the home to teach our children. But if our children are not safe at our homes, where will they hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? Therefore, our homes and here in church, they come to find Christ in a very special way. So you and I as a church... We don't just exist as a church. We are here to nurture and encourage the lives of these many children and anyone that comes to church so that they might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and follow Christ for the rest of their lives. The Lord bless you today. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that um, this demonstration of faith and the testimonies you've heard from our young people and Ray, 
Lord, I pray that they will um, grow to understanding. This is um, a very public demonstration of faith to follow you, Christ, down the water. And Father, I pray for anyone else, too, Lord, that believes in Jesus and they haven't been baptized, that they do can join this group. I pray that your name be glorified in the life of Matt Warren Park Community Church and bless this day in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord, I also pray for some of our people who are not well, sick, Lord. We thank you for your loving kindness and your blessing. We pray for our brother Polo, for your healing hand on him. We pray for Michelle and her family. We pray for Jan, thank you. We pray for, continue to pray for, for those people who are not well, Lord. And thank you for your love and your grace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.